NFL betting lines brought to you by Lock 4 Dub, the place to be to beat the bookies. And we are back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lock 4 Dub. I am your host, Connor, alongside me, Steve. Steve, how we doing, buddy? Well, a little bit better than last night, as everybody probably knows. We're a day late because uh, I decided to take a little nap, so I'm sorry about that. But uh, we are going to get to it today, baby. Hey, no worries. Hey, we had a pretty good week, too. Let's keep this rolling into week three. Uh, getting right into it, um, talk about some news that happened last week. Uh, pretty quiet week on all fronts. A uh, few major injuries, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, we're talking about Andy Dalton going out for the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields will be in and make his first start against the Browns on Sunday. Talking about that Browns game, uh, Jarvis Landry is going to be out with a sprained MCL. OBJ is set to make his season debut here, Steve. And I know you're a big Browns guy, so let me get your take on this Jarvis out, OBJ in. How's this all going to work out? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting. The aspect to uh, watch is the chemistry between Baker and OBJ. It just hasn't lined up in the first couple of years to where the chemistry lined up instantly with Jarvis. So um, I'm excited to see if Baker and OBJ were able to put in the work in the offseason to get themselves on the same page. Because we know if those two get on the same page, how dangerous OBJ can be. And uh, as a Cleveland fan, we're waiting for it. And this is the perfect time for that to uh, start to uh, blossom. Going to see if he's as explosive as he used to be. It's a major injury coming off a torn ACL. I don't think he's ever had to bounce back from a significant injury like that before, but we'll see what he can do. He is a freak of nature, so I think he'll be all right. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa is also out with um, fractured ribs. Uh, Jacoby Brissett will be playing this week. Tyrod Taylor out tonight. In comes the rookie Davis Mills versus that number one. Carolina Panthers defense statistically, so we'll see how that works out. Uh, Carson Wentz sprained both his ankles on the same play, and he's questionable to play. He says he's going to play. Coaches say different, so we'll have to watch that one. Uh, Worst comes to worst, I guess Jacob Eason will be playing for the Colts. And uh, I don't really have much else for news here, Steve. Uh, So... We're going to get right into the question of the week. And if you answer this correctly on our YouTube page, you'll get an additional entry to win that autographed Johnny Manziel helmet. This week's question is, Zach Wilson threw four interceptions against the New England Patriots. Who are the last two rookie quarterbacks to throw four picks in the same game? You guys, let us know who you think it is. Leave it in the comments and be sure to leave us your lock of the week too. That'll get you another entry into this giveaway that we will be doing week nine. Uh, Steve, anything else you want to hit on before we jump right into these lines? Uh, no, it was definitely an exciting week two. And uh, this week, uh, three slate games are the the uh, lines are tough here so this is going to be an exciting week of football when lines are tough that means we get great football usually lines are tough this is a great week for teasing because there are one two three four five six seven lines above seven points so you'd like to tease those down or up depending on which way you place your bets so let's get right into it uh we're talking about the game which actually kicked off the kickoff yet steve yeah i kicked off eh? yep 
Yep. Kicked off about four minutes ago. We're talking about the Carolina Panthers traveling to Houston to play the Houston Texans. Steve, and Vegas has the Panthers favored by eight. Yeah, um, I was obviously really high on the Panthers start, to start the year. Um, they've done nothing but give me more confidence. Um, the only thing that makes me nervous is I think uh, Vegas might be buying, starting to buy into the Panthers, so I'm a little concerned. I'm actually not going to touch this line, Connor. If I was to play, I would I would play the Panthers, so I'll fade the Panthers minus eight. Love what I'm seeing out of Darnold. Love what I'm seeing out of that team. Like I said before the year, they're well-coached, well-coached teams tend to uh, have successful seasons, and I think that's where they're headed. So you actually took this on a teaser, right? You just took this on a teaser right before kickoff? Yeah, I teased down the Panthers down to minus one, and I teased the over down to 36. Same game teasers are nice to hit like that. Um, I have actually put money on the Panthers minus eight, and I'm going to lean their way. I just don't have any faith in the rookie Davis Mills, and I know Carolina statistically they have the number one overall defense but i mean i think it's a very good defense but definitely not worthy of being called number one overall defense they've played two very poor offenses in the jets and the saints really saints had a good week one but they didn't get much chemistry because they didn't have to sustain many drives so they took advantage of that i'm just going to lean the panthers minus say i like what they're doing and i don't have a lot of Faith in the rookie Davis Mills in that Houston offense. Steve, give me the over-under on 43. Uh, 43 is a little high to me, but um, I, I like I just like where these offenses are. Brandon Cooks is playing some really good ball. Um, Davis Mills, uh, it's going to obviously be hard, but um, like you said, I'm not really buying into the Carolina Panthers offense. Um, I tease this for a reason. It's a little too high for me. But I really like 36, um, so I'm gonna fade the under. It's just a little too high for me at this line. But if you can get like if you got it down to where I did, I think I really like that. Yeah, 36 hit that all day. Uh, every primetime game this year has hit the over, so I'm gonna go with the over again. But it's going to be on a fade just because uh, Thursday night games are so hard to pick. You really don't know who's gonna come out on each team. All right, uh, moving on to the Sunday slate of games. We're talking about the uh, 1 o'clock games. We've got the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Duval to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Steve and Vegas has the Cardinals favored by 7.5 points in this one. Man, Kyler Murray is just something special to watch. And um, I wasn't really high on him coming out of the draft. And, uh, I you know, I follow the draft stuff pretty closely. But, man, uh, he, he's just something special to watch. Like, he definitely makes mistakes, but he makes so many highlight plays, so many video game plays that um, really draws your attention. I saw a stat that DeAndre Hopkins hasn't dropped a ball in forever, and this Jags team's a mess, man. Like, the urban USC thing is just going to continue to keep, keep coming up. They're not using James Robinson. They're relying everything on Trevor Lawrence. It's just not going to work, man. Like, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and go on about it. I'm going to hammer the Cardinals at six and a half. Or seven and a half? Seven, right? seven and a half, yep. Yeah, seven and a half. Yeah, I'm hammering Cardinals at seven and a half. I actually got this on a look ahead line at six and a half. I, I bet at the time, and uh, it went in my favor by a point. So I'm excited about that. I still don't think this game's going to be That defense ain't going to be able to stop this offense. No, this line's been bouncing around between six and a half, seven and a half. Uh, you get it right now, Thursday night, seven and a half. That's why you want to look at these early lines when they come out Monday, Tuesday. You grab them when they're low or when you think they're low. 
Uh, Arizona minus seven and a half. Uh, this is easy. This is my lock of the week coming out right out of the gates. I mean, Jacksonville is an absolute mess. I heard Urban Meyer say last week, it's like playing Alabama every single week. Well, yeah, buddy, you're in the NFL. I mean, what did you expect? I mean, I have no faith in that Jacksonville team. Very, uh, very good contenders to be uh, the first 0-17 team, Steve, the Jacksonville Jaguars. How does that sound? The very first. Oh, boy. If the Jaguars go 0-17, bro, man, oh, Trevor Lawrence. Poor Trevor Lawrence. No, he's going to have his hands full, too, with uh, that Arizona front, J.J. Watts and company. Um, Chandler Jones had five sacks week one. I don't think he had any last week, but so I think he's pretty hungry. He's going to be all over Trevor Lawrence. Give me the Cardinals, minus seven and a half. If you want to, buy that half a point, but you don't really need to because I'm high on the Cardinals and I'm fading Jacksonville until further notice. Uh, Steve, give me the over-under on 52. Uh, neither one of these defenses are good as much as... Uh, Jacksonville's offense hasn't been very good. They turn over the ball and they put up like some points in uh, prevent defense time. So I'm actually leaning the over in this game. Yeah, the way Jacksonville will have to throw the ball, I think it has potential to be high scoring. But I just don't think they're gonna get much. I don't think much is gonna come out of this. I faded this over under because I'm not too sure. It's a great number at 52. I'm just gonna fade the under. I just. Don't see Jacksonville scoring very many points. And, I mean, Arizona might, you know, lay off in the second half there when they're up by uh, 21-0 at halftime. So, All right, uh, next game getting to are the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Detroit to play the Lions, Steve. And Vegas has Baltimore favored by eight in this one. Um, I think... I think it's actually pretty impressive the way Jared Goff has played quarterback for the Detroit Lions. Um, the trade for Stafford, they got picks um, to take on Jared, Jared Goff's contract. They got the picks to bring in or to trade away Matt Stafford. So that trade package really worked. But if Jared Goff can prove that he can be, um, I mean, Jared Goff's not a top 10 quarterback, but if he can prove to be a 10 through 20 kind of guy and hold down that job, and give them some stability after Stafford, that would be a big, big win for the Detroit Lions. And, uh, you know, he's looked pretty good. And let's be honest, like, there's no receivers on the outside. It's heavily relied on Swift, Jamal Williams, and TJ Hawkinson. So I'm going to give them a lot of props. Um, the only concern I have right now with Baltimore is I think they're coming off a tremendous win. Uh, my concern with them would be I think they're going to play the level to their uh, competition and the Detroit Lions aren't very good. Lamar Jackson missed practice today due to an illness. Some people are saying it's from the front flip into the end zone. If that's what that is, um, that's just that's ridiculous. It, it, that I mean, you just can't do something like that. That's going to hurt you. Um, but with that being said, Connor, I'm going to fade the Lions here just because um, I think the Ravens are going to play to the level of their opponents this year. It's kind of what it's been in the first two weeks, and I think coming off such an emotional high uh, from Sunday night that it'll drag into this week. Yeah, this line kind of scares me, but I was digging into it a little deeper, and Lamar is 6-0 and against the spread on field turf, and he is playing the Lions, and uh, Baltimore is notoriously good for uh, hammering against the spread. Uh, it's a lot here, though. Detroit's been down by 17-plus in their first two games, but they clawed back week one. And week two, they were leading the Packers 
at halftime or 17-14. I can't remember. I know they were up by a field goal at halftime. This Lions team has a lot of fight in it, man. But uh, so does this Ravens team. And I do not think they're going to be able to stop the running attack. I'm going to take Baltimore minus 8. I think we will win by 10 plus pretty easily. I'm just going to lean it though. Ah, screw it. Hammer down, boys. Baltimore minus 8 all day. Not a homer pick. Uh, give me the over-under on 15.5, Steve. 50, half, 50 and a half is kind of low. Like I just think both of these offenses have been putting, been able to score a lot of points, and I think that'll continue. I'm going to lean the over. Yeah, I got the under mark down on a fade. Uh, the only reason I would take the under is because actually Baltimore has a pretty solid pass rush this year. That was our demise last year. Our secondary, our, we had a really good secondary last year, but they couldn't cover for seven seconds every single play. So now that we actually have a solidified pass rush, we got uh, Odafe, Owe, Matabuke. We got some young guys in there that are getting a push, and that's really promising for that defensive front in Baltimore. I think they're going to be all over Jared Goff. And I mean, we had the linebackers to slow down Swift and Hawkinson, their two best weapons. I don't see him scoring very many points. I'm taking this under. Okay, next game, getting to the Washington team of football, traveling to Orchard Park to take on the Bills, Steve. And uh, Vegas has Buffalo favored by a touchdown in this game. Yeah, man, I was so, like, interested to see what was going to happen in um, Washington. I think there's still a lot of potential, but that defense, that secondary has been torched in the first two weeks. Um you called it out last week on last week's episode like you weren't sure about it and uh, it got torched the the front seven that we talk about so much hasn't been getting home um it's just not doing it for me and that offense isn't going to be good enough to carry you in games uh i really like what i saw from the bills i josh allen still doesn't have his rhythm so i'm expecting him to find that i am not thinking this game's going to be close i'm going to lean towards the bills in this matchup yeah, I'm hammering the Bills minus seven. I think this is going to be a huge game for Josh Allen to get back into rhythm, which he really hasn't looked into rhythm in his first two games. But to be fair, he's probably going up against two of the top five secondaries in the league. Pittsburgh secondary, very good. Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, the, uh, sorry, the uh, Dolphins secondary, very good as well. And uh, I think... Washington's secondary is probably the worst in the league. I mean, Danny Dimes was lighting them up last week. And we said this in last week's podcast, Steve. Um, week one, Washington let the Chargers have seven receivers or ball catchers average over 10 yards a reception. Or was it 15 yards a reception? It was something ridiculous, though. I know Washington's secondary. 10 yards. Was it over? It was Yeah, it was seven players with over 10 yards a reception on average. So, I mean... I think Josh Allen's going to go nuts. He's got the wideouts to do it. I don't trust that Washington D. Uh, I'm going to hammer the Bills minus seven here. Steve, give me the over-under on 45 and a half. This is tough. I'm going to fade this because I think I'm going to fade the under. I don't have all too much faith uh, what's going on in the Washington offense. Need to see more Antonio Gibson. Like It's just like... Why, why is J.D. McKissick getting all these patch catch, pass catching downs when Antonio Gibson was a wide receiver in college? It absolutely makes no sense to me. 
why they're not just going to start featuring Antonio Gibson. He's the best um, all-around weapon because, I guess, but, like, obviously Terry McLaurin is our one. Like, Antonio Gibson's a great option on that offense. They're not using him enough. Uh, he's obviously still getting his yards, but uh, no touchdowns through the first two weeks. I, I, I expect him to start getting uh, hot because they need him. Like, he's a he was a big part of their success last year, and uh, I want to see him take that step uh this year, but he's not going to be able to if they're just going to let uh, J.D. McKissick play the pass catching down. So disappointed that um, I'm definitely going to fade the under here, though. I just think it's going to be the Bills in a route. Yeah, J.D. McKissick is very good receiving back, don't get me wrong, but there are other options to go to in a two-minute drill besides him. Uh, I'm going to take the over, actually. And I got hammer written down on this over. I just feel like, because I really like Taylor Heineke. I feel like he's a great quarterback. And I do like the weapons that Washington has. I just, I have no faith in the Washington defense. I think Buffalo's going to score a lot of points. And Washington's going to have to air it out to keep out to keep up. Uh, look for a big fantasy week from Terry McLaurin again this week. Because I'm not too sure the Buffalo secondary can slow him down. If James Bradbury couldn't lock him down, I don't think uh, Jordan Poyer is going to do uh, too much of a better job. 45.5, really low for this game. I will take that easily on a hammer. Uh, Steve, next game getting to, we got the New Orleans Saints traveling up to Foxborough to play the Patriots. And Vegas has the Pats favored by three in this one. Yeah, I understand why. Like We just saw the Jets. Um, we just saw the Jets have a really bad week against the Patriots. So the Patriots looked really good. We just saw the Saints have a disappointing week against Carolina. And um, so, yeah, I get why, but I, I think it's kind of an overreaction in the sense that uh, on both sides, because like, I don't think the Patriots are that good and I don't think the Saints are that bad. Uh, so that's going to lead me to take the Saints plus three. I have a little more faith that their defense is going to play better they're not playing nearly as potent of an offense as they just did against Carolina. Um, Jameis is going to be up and down. He's going to be tough to bet with or against. Um, so I'm going to do this on a fade, but I would go New Orleans here. I would take three with New Orleans. Uh, I feel like these are two very even teams. I mean, you get the three-point swing for being at home, so Vegas thinks. A neutral site, it'd be a pick em. Uh I actually kind of like the Patriots in this game. There's not really one thing that sticks out about either team. I mean, they're both really good at running the football. They're both uh, struggle-passing-ish, kind of. I'm not really sold on Jameis. I kind, of, I kind of had that feeling that week one was a little bit of a fluke there when they started, like, 60% of their drives in Packer territory. Uh, I mean, New Orleans has a very good defense, but so doesn't New England, and these are two very well-coached teams. I could see this being a smash mouth back and forth grind the clock kind of game uh i do i mean uh this is this is tough this is basically a pick em, a three-point pick em for me i'm gonna i guess i'm gonna take new england because they're at home i could see him winning by a field goal though and getting this push uh if you want to buy half a point or if you like that to tease it down to get that plus three on new england that would be a Smart move, too, because this game is going to be close, and I think it's going to be very low scoring. Uh, Steve, give me the over-under on 42.5. 
Yeah, 42 and a half is tough here. So if you think that you should tease this game and you think it's going to be close, would you just want to take the tease on New Orleans and push them to like 9 or 10? You could get that, yeah, plus 9 or plus 10. And I, I think I think you're right. I think this is a tease. I just think I tease the New Orleans side in the sense that I would take them at plus 9 or oh, 10. Oh, de- definitely. Seven point tease. And I just know it's not. It's going to hit because it's just going to be a close game. But with that being said, 42 and a half. <laughs> I, I'm going to say I'm going to lean the under here. I'm just I'm with you. I think it's going to be low scoring. Um, you just it's just really hard to tell what you're going to get out of rookie quarterback Mac Jones. Who I mean, let's be honest, Mac Jones. I don't even know if he threw the ball over 10 yards more than like two or three times last week. So it's going to be super underneath. It's going to be. I don't think that's really going to work, but I have been impressed with Damian Harris. And um, the Saints offense really hasn't put up a lot of yards. They were gifted all those points against um, Green Bay, and then they went to Carolina and really couldn't get anything going. So I'm not really sure where their offense is. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring defensive battle. I'm going to lean the under in this matchup. Yeah, I'm going to take the under two on a lean. And I like that, Steve. That was that was a good point there, the tease up New Orleans. And then you could even tease down the under if you'd like to. You get it at like 37, 36 and a half. Yeah. The under would fly up. It would be like 49 or, yeah, 49. Right, yeah, if you, yeah, they took the under. Or, yeah, what I say, you could take it over 36. Yeah, under. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yep, I'm going to take the under as well, too. I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. This I I'm not really touching this game though. It, this is this is one where I really don't know what's gonna happen. So Too many uncertainties. A lot. It, it's all gonna come down to coaching this game, honestly, because I I think and New, two great coaches. Two really good <laughs> coaches. Yeah, I think New England's got a, a. These teams are very similar in that they they're like mirror images of each other, honestly. All right, uh, next game, we got the Chargers uh, traveling to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And Vegas has the Chiefs favored by seven in this one, Steve. This is super fun. Uh, I can't wait for this matchup. Is this a one o'clock or four o'clock? Uh, this is a one o'clock game. Oh, man. I was really hoping to watch this game at four o'clock. Um, but this could be super fun. Like Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, man, there's really not... Uh, many better younger quarterbacks than those two i was a little disappointed with justin or sorry i wasn't disappointed with justin herbert but that offensive line wasn't nearly as good last week as it was in week one justin herbert got robbed of two passing touchdowns um so i mean if he obviously doesn't get holding calls on those that changes that outcome of that game and justin herbert's stats look even better and his mvp odds would be coming down but uh, with that being said, the Chiefs are coming off a tough loss. First uh, September loss in Patrick Mahomes' career. So it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back. Um, I expect them to bounce back, but they really haven't been covering all too many games. Their defense is absolutely terrible. And I'm actually going to take the Chargers plus seven. I don't think they win. I just think they keep it closer than uh, seven points. Man, the Chiefs are terrible against covering the spread. They were two and fourteen last year against the spread, and they lost how many games last year? Three games. Three games. I think the issue with this Connor is the first year Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid were together, they blew out every spread. So Vegas is having a very hard time like predicting like where they are actually at. Yeah. One thing that was very concerning about last week's game against Baltimore was just the push that the Ravens got on the offensive line. 
That was very surprising, moving Villanueva over to left tackle, although that is his position, and just losing Tyree Phillips and losing like your two best offensive linemen. And, I mean, they just pushed Kansas City basically wherever they wanted to go. I mean, they had no problems running the ball. Not that the Chargers are a prolific running team, but that just that says a lot if you can get a push like that with a uh, weekend line. I'm going to take the Chargers plus seven as well. I don't expect them to win the game, but I do expect them to keep it close. And like I say every single week, divisional games are always close. And um, Steve, give me the over-under on 54.5 here. Yeah, I'm going to fade this because I'm a little biased. I want the shootout, um, so I'm going to fade the over. I, I want to see both these offense high-flying. It's kind of where this division is right now with these two teams in o- um, Oakland, Las Vegas. Uh, and even the Broncos have been putting up some points, so there's been a lot of points scored within these division teams. So I'm super excited to see these two quarterbacks in a high-scoring duel. Yeah, I'm going to fade this as well. 54.5 is a lot. Uh, these offenses can definitely get it done, though, but I'm not going to touch this. It is, uh, it's a lot for me. Okay, uh, next game getting to, we got the Atlanta Falcons traveling to New York to take on the Giants, Steve, and Vegas has the Giants favored by 2.5 here. Yeah, I think, man... You know what, dude? I'm going to say it. This is my upside of the week. Um, Danny Dimes had a big week against Washington. And I think, um, you know, I think he is – he's looking better. Uh, he didn't turn the ball over last week. He got he got screwed, dude. The Giants really uh, screwed themselves. Um, Joe Judge probably made him get off the bus and do wind sprints or some bullshit. There's but, no way they should have lost that game last week. Dude, I, I, I honestly couldn't believe it. Like, the game was supposed to be low scoring, and then, like, they just went back and forth trading field goals and then a touchdown here or there. And then, uh, dude, it was such a mess. And Darius Slayton dropped a touchdown, and Daniel Jones had, like, an 80-yard touchdown run that got called back on a hold at, like, the 20-yard line. It's just insane, man. Like, it's just always something with them. And I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I really like the fight I saw out of Atlanta. Like, they're 0-2, so are the Giants. But um, Matt Ryan's a veteran quarterback who is well-respected in the NFL. And I think they're starting to find something against that uh, Tampa Bay defense. So I'm actually excited about Atlanta in this matchup. And I think they're going to get it done on the road. Um, I just think there are too many veterans that have um, played uh, too many, like, They've been on too many winning teams to just go down 0-3 without a fight. And I think we started to see that fight last week, and I think we're going to see it continue this week. I'm actually going to hammer um, the Falcons on my upset of the week. I'm not sure if I believe that. I do like the Dirty Birds plus 2.5 points here, but didn't they start 0-8 last year? Yeah. Yeah, I could see this being a repeat. The Giants played too good last week to lose that game, and they're peed off. I mean... I think this is a good game to get Saquon back right. That Atlanta Falcons defense as a whole is not very good, and especially up front. They don't have a lot of big bodies up there. I want to take the Giants minus 2.5 here. I'm not going to lay any bucks on it, though. I'm going to fade it. But if I had to pick a side, I would pick the Giants plus 2.5. Man, the Giants, the Giants and the Lions, they're just two teams that like never stop fighting, man. And it really comes from the top, man. It comes from Joe Judge. Because he's a hard-nosed fighting coach. And it comes from MCDC to Motor City Dan Campbell, man. These guys, 
they can be they can be down and out of games, but they'll never stop fighting, man. And I feel like eventually that that's gonna work in their favor. And I've any week, I think this is the week that's going to because I don't have any faith in that Falcons team at all. So give me the Giants minus two and a half on a fade, Steve. Give me the over under on forty eight. Forty eight is a lot, but with me thinking that the Falcons are gonna win, I'm gonna lean the over. Um, we know how bad that. Uh, Falcons defense is, and like you said, I think it's a great week for Saquon to get on track. That's a great point. But um, I expect the uh, I expect the Falcons to be able to put up some points. We just watched Washington put up uh, 30 points on them without any turnovers from the Giants offense. So if they do turn over the ball, then I expect Matt Ryan and them to capitalize. I'm going to take the Fal- or I'm going to take yeah, I am going to take the Falcons. But I am going to take the over on a lean in this matchup. Yeah, I'll take the over as well. I'm gonna fade it though. Like I said, I'm not putting any money on this game. This is a, uh, these are some tough lines here. I could see points being scored on both sides, and there would have been a lot more points scored if that holding call on Danny Dimes, which was clearly not a hold, was not called, and when um, not Sterling Shepard, but um, Darius Slayton dropped that in the end zone there. I mean, that's 14 points right there. So, give me the over. Okay, next game, we got the Chicago Bears traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns, Steve, and your Brownies are favored by 7.5 points here. Yeah, um, the Browns fans need to show up, man. It's been a tough week in Cleveland. They're already trying to get the defensive coordinator front. Let's chill out, man. Like, we got a lot of new pieces here. Um, what I like about the Browns in this matchup, Connor, the Browns know who they are. Baker Mayfield's completing 81% of his passes. Um, everything's in rhythm. Nick Chubb's averaging over six yards a touch. Kareem Hunt's been great. Um, obviously, Jarvis goes down. But uh, here comes back OBJ. That's definitely a storyline to watch. I honestly trust Kevin Stefanski in getting OBJ and Baker into a rhythm early. Um, Justin Fields had some up-and-down moments last week. He's going to do that as a rookie, Connor. I'm actually going to take the Browns here in a lean um, at minus seven just because I, I think – I think when you have your identity and you know who you are, that puts you a step ahead of a team that doesn't know who they are. And I don't think the uh, Bears have a clue who they are. Um, Their defense is still solid, but it's not as good as it usually is. And that offense is, um, I mean, Justin Fields is extremely talented. I can't wait for him, but it's his first start. Uh, So it's obviously tough to bet with a rookie quarterback or against a rookie quarterback. So you really don't know what they're going to bring to the table. But um, I, I just trust who the Browns are. And, it's yeah, yes, last week was a little bit of a disappointment. But they still won the game by 10 points. And um, I'm just not too sold on the Bears. If uh, Joe Burrow doesn't throw three passes for three straight interceptions, uh, not even sure that game would have been close. Yeah, no, there's absolutely no way the Chicago Bears are going to win this game. I don't think Justin Fields looked good at all when he came in. He very he struggled a lot. He was throwing them right into the chests of the defenders, man. And Cleveland Cleveland's just a way better coach team. I'm gonna hammer this minus seven and a half. This was almost my lock of the week until I saw that Vegas was giving the Cardinals the same spread over the Jaguars, which I could feel like being very similar in competitiveness between these two games, man. I just don't think Chicago is gonna have an answer for Cleveland. And uh, Justin Fields, his first career NFL start, and he's got Miles Garrett chasing him all over the field. Yeah. Good luck with that, buddy. Give me the Browns, minus 7.5 on a hammer. Steve, uh, over under, uh, 44.5. 
Yeah, forty-four and a half is way too low. The Browns are one of the Browns are probably the worst defense right now on third down. Um, Justin Fields is going to provide the element that the Browns struggled with in the rushing aspect that they struggled with against Tyrod. Um, I think this game's hitting over easy. The Browns are scoring thirty a night, um, so that leaves the Bears to score uh, fourteen. Yeah, they're going to hit. They're probably going to score more like twenty-one. I, I could see a thirty-five, twenty-one game in this kind. Yeah, I think this is an easy over, too. Like I said, Browns can score 30 every single week. And Chicago is going to score some points, you know, probably in garbage time. But, yeah, 44.5 is just too low for this uh, this matchup for me as well. I will take that on a hammer. Uh, the next game getting to uh, Cincinnati is traveling to Steel City to play, take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we got Vegas is favoring the Steelers by three points in this game, Steve. This is probably my do not touch game of the week. I don't know who the Steelers are. I really the bang dude, the Bengals beat the they beat the Vikings. They looked pretty good last week. If, if Joe Burrow doesn't have that stretch, I think we're looking at the Bengals in a lot different light. Like they just would have went on the road, destroyed the Bears. I have no clue who they are. Like three picks and three passes for Burrow, man. You really uh, did give your cha- your team the chance to win that game. And then Big Ben's already hurt. That offensive line is absolutely atrocious. Najee Harris can't get anything going, um, which we knew it was bad. I didn't think it was this bad. I thought the Steelers were this hard-nosed, tough city. Like, that O-line is absolutely atrocious. And um, Big Ben's already hurt. Dude, I don't know what to expect at all out of this game. Do not touch game of the week. Uh, I do think it would make sense to bet the Steelers because Vegas might be a little low on them. But I think it's very simple-minded if you think that the Bengals didn't look very good until that uh, really bad stretch. But had that really bad stretch not happened, uh, like we said, like I said, I think we're talking about this game in a completely different light. I'm not really sold on either of these teams. What I do think, though, is I think Las Vegas is a lot better than we gave them credit for, the way they uh, handled Baltimore and Pittsburgh. We got some NFC North killers here in the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I'm still going to take Pittsburgh minus three in this game. I'm going to fade it, though. One reason, they're at home. Second reason is that uh, the Bengals cannot protect Joe Burrow, and you have that defensive front, although... um, That was his name, T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt, yeah. T.J. Watt, he's banged up. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be playing. I believe he's out for a few weeks. The last I heard, I haven't really looked too much into that though. But if not, I mean, Cam Hayward's an absolute beast, and they got guys that can get after the quarterback. I don't think Joe Burrow's going to have a good day against the Steelers. Uh, give me Pittsburgh minus three on a fade. Steve, give me the uh, over under on forty three and a half. Again, I wouldn't touch this because I actually really like the over, um, but it just seems a little too low to be true. There's something that I'm overlooking, and if Big Ben's hurt, and that I don't know, man. Maybe they can't score. Maybe that becomes a long-term issue. We knew we knew the offensive line in Big Ben were gonna was gonna be the Achilles heel to the Steelers this year. Um, the way it's looked so far, it's not looking good at all. So if uh, they're not blocking punts to score touchdowns, then I think this team could really have a hard time scoring. So that's why I could uh, – I just talked myself into it. I'm going to fade the under. Again, do not touch game of the week. Uh, 
I just, I don't know, man. The Steelers' offense is really bad, and I think their defense can be able to keep them in the game, and it's just going to be one of these AFC North old-school, low-scoring affairs. All valid points, and I'm going to ride with everything you said on that front. No need to add any additional information. Uh, Next game, we got the Miami Dolphins traveling to Vegas to take on the Raiders, and Vegas has Vegas favored by four points in this one, Steve. Vegas to Vegas. Uh, four just doesn't seem like enough to me. I'm going to hammer the Raiders. Jacoby Brissett didn't look very good last week. That offense is completely different without Tua. Miles Gaskin uh, is MIA currently for all of you fantasy players. I don't know what you do with him right now. But, uh, yeah, Miami I think they're built to be a pass-first offense, and I just don't see Jacoby Brissett as a pass-first quarterback. I'm hammering the Raiders minus four. No, and what impressed me about that Raiders team is when we played them week one is Max Crosby. He was getting after Lamar, man. And Ryan Nassib, he was getting after him too. That front for Vegas is a lot better than I gave it credit for. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, not calling him slow, but he's a big body. He's been in the league for a quite a few years, so he's not the most agile guy. I believe that they're going to get after him. And I think... Vegas has a very complete team, one of the very underrated teams in the league. I'm going to take them minus 4-2 on a hammer. I like them in all aspects of the game, running game, defense, and I just don't see how, especially if Carr keeps heating up like he did last week against the Steelers, uh, I mean, who's going to stop Darren Waller? Tell me, I I don't think anyone in Miami is going to stop Darren Waller this week. Uh, Raiders minus 4, easy. At home, too? Yep. Uh, Steve, give me the over-under on 44. Uh, 44 is... Man, I really like what the Raiders' offense looks like. He's starting to see some life out of rugs. Cars look pretty good. I mean, pretty good. He's, what, leading the league in passing? Like, I told you guys to take him as the MVP last week, but no one wanted to listen to me. But, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, he's, they, they look really good, though, man. Uh, that offense, that... Um, Dolphins offense got shut out last week. Uh, I'm going to fade the over. Yeah, this is a fade for me. I have underwritten down just because I don't know how many points Jacoby Brissett's going to lead that team to. Steve, I want to dive into this line a little more. How is it only at minus four for Vegas? Vegas has looked absolutely incredible these last two weeks, and Miami should have lost week one on a Damian Harris fumble, and they didn't score a single point last week against Buffalo. The game's in Vegas, so neutral site, you only have Vegas favored by one, when I believe that they are a much better team, and Miami's starting with their backup quarterback. This line just makes zero sense to me. Is there something I'm missing here? No, I mean, I have it on a hammer with you. I think the only thing that they could be looking at is potentially Vegas um, having that hangover. I talked about it happening last week. Well, maybe well, maybe they're going to have it this week. But, uh, no, I don't understand it. Um, I, 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 It's a hammer for me. This is honestly probably should be a lock of the week for me. All right, let's double lock but, it right now. We get two right, locks. This will be like our like, Super lock duper dub lock, lock of, of the week. week. Love it. <laughs> Take the Raiders, minus four, all day. Uh, did we do the over-under? We did. Yeah, eh? yeah okay. All right. Uh, all right. Next game, we got the New York Jets traveling to Mile High City to take on the Denver Broncos, Steve. And Vegas has the Broncos favored by 10.5, the largest spread of the week. Dude, 
like <laughs> there was so much hope for the Jets. Like I felt it this year, and uh, like it's already been sucked out of them. And we're two games into the year, and now they went from being like what being four point dogs in week one to six point dogs in week two, and we have hit the point where it's ten and a half. And you know, I really want to sit here and take the Jets, Connor. But uh, the way the Raiders have looked and Teddy Bridger, Teddy Bridgewater is playing, um, you know, I've always really liked Teddy, and I, I'm super happy for him. The guy's going to be a journeyman. He just keeps finding his way. Uh, kind of reminds me of a Tyrod Taylor. But um, he has those guys playing some seriously, some serious uh, inspired ball, and I'm so happy for him. And I just have a lot of faith where that team's going. I'm not going to touch us. This. this is a little too much for me, so I'm going to – fade the Broncos minus 10 and a half, but I do feel pretty confident that uh, the Broncos are going to win by uh, at least two scores. I just, if it's 10, it doesn't hit. So it's just why it makes me a little nervous because I do like the Broncos like um, 24 to 14 in this one. Yeah, 10 and a half is a lot. I'm going to take the Broncos too. I got them on a lean. I'm actually, I'm pretty confident that this line's going to hit. I'm just not going to hammer down on it. Uh, I have no faith in New York. Uh, Zach Wilson playing in at elevation, which I don't know if he's ever played at elevation. That does a lot to throwing the football, puts a lot more under it. Air's a lot lighter up there, so I think he's going to have some adjusting to that, especially going up against that Broncos defense, which is very good. I know Bradley Chubb's not going to be playing, but Vaughn Miller's going to be in his ear all day. And I like that Broncos offense, man. There's nothing about the Jets defense that's really impressive. Uh, not a lot, not a lot of good things to say about the Jets, so I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, take the Broncos minus ten and a half. Feel pretty confident about that one. And Steve, give me the over under on forty two. Uh, yeah, I like the under. I just the, don't trust the Jets offense to get this done at all. I'm gonna lean the under. Um, I think the Broncos are going to be able to dic- dictate the pace on the ground. Yep. Give me a uh, 28-10 game. Give me the under on a lean. All right. Uh, next game we're getting to, and this is the floor, the 4 o'clock game you are going to want to tune into. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to L.A. to take on the Rams, Steve. And I've seen this line plus one, minus one, pick them. Right now we got it, Tampa Bay minus one. Steve, who you got in this one? Dude, I, Brady's on pace for like 77 TDs this year, man. This guy at 44 years old is something we're never going to see again. And uh, I get the haters, man. I get why people can't stand them. But, uh, you know, guys, we have to respect this guy. Like, we're never going to see this again, and probably in any sport. And, um, what he does needs to be talked about more than what it does. Uh, fatigue on his name has come up a lot. And, uh, you know, I just think he deserves to, you know, be talked about because this is, he's playing his best football of his career, potentially like in like the first two weeks, I think since uh, week nine of last year, they scored 30 points in every single game they've played in. That offense is just way too much, man. Um, I do like what the Rams have going on with Stafford, and I think they are going to be able to, to attack that secondary. But I like I like the Buccaneers to get this done by three points. I'm going to lean the Bucks. Yeah, I'm leaning the Bucks too, man. Bucks are on a roll right now. Tampa Bay or. Tom Brady is playing out of his mind. Was he got nine touchdowns already? 
Uh, the Rams, they let teams hang around too, man. They let the Bears hang around until the fourth quarter of their first game. And uh, last week, they let the uh, Colts almost come back and win that game. They got very lucky there to pull that one out. Uh, I know I have my concerns about the Rams. It's going to take a little bit of time to mesh together. But I, I really don't see them winning this game. I think Tampa Bay is going to steamroll them. And I'll take Tampa Bay minus one. Uh, Steve, give me the over-under on 55 and a half. Uh, this is a hammer for me. I think we saw Matt Ryan and his comp- his crew get it get some points in that secondary, and I think that's how you attack. And I believe that Stafford has the ability and the weapons to attack that secondary. And we obviously know we're getting out of the Bucks offense. If the Bucks offense are giving me twenty or giving me at least thirty, um, I can't absolutely see in the Rams scoring twenty seven. So I'll take Buccaneers thirty, Rams twenty seven. Uh, lean the over. I just don't see it with these two good defenses. I think the defenses are going to get after it. They both have probably the top two defensive lines in the league, and I feel like they're going to be in the backfield all day. I feel like this could be a very low-scoring game. I see a lot of uh, a lot of handoffs, a lot of uh, running the ball here. I'm going to just lean the under. 55.5 is a lot. It's the highest line of the week, and I think this is going to be a grueling back-and-forth low scoring kind of game so uh next game getting into we got the seattle seahawks traveling to minnesota to take on the vikings steve and vegas has seattle favored by a point and a half in this one yeah i'm not sure what's going on with dalvin cook i'm not sure what's going on with the vikings and i'm not sure what is going on with this line in vegas the seahawks had a tough loss they got back in that pre-event and i think you're going to see kirk cousins continue to attack like i said they've been going to a lot of 11 personnel instead of 12 personnel. So essentially they have three wide receivers on the field these days instead of two tight ends. Um, And that's letting Kirk Cousins just completely air it out. And he's looked pretty good. But uh, this is my lock of the week. This is in Seattle, right? This is in Seattle? No, it's in Minnesota. Oh, sorry. Okay. Even still, though, I'm still not even worried. Um, We don't know what's going on with Dalvin Cook. Uh, The Seahawks are coming off a tough loss, so I them to bounce back um i'm not even sure this game is going to be close i'm just not buying what this new vikings look is and um i uh, yeah kirk cousins is playing great right now but it's just a matter of time before he starts to uh slump again and you know the seahawks are just a much more talented football team in my opinion man that vikings team did look really good last week against the cardinals they were slinging it all over the field I do like Seattle a little more in this game. And at first, this line kind of caught me off guard because I was like, only a point and a half. But I, I actually, I can see how that makes sense, man. Minnesota's got a good team. Neither of these teams have very good defenses. So this is going to be a very high-scoring affair. And you never know, man. One pick there, one fumble here. That could really change the outcome, which it normally does. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle minus a point and a half. But I'm going to it i'm not really sure about this game this is kind of like a toss-up pick em game to me uh but i do like seattle a little more i think they're better coached and i think they have i mean they both have really good receiving cores but i mean russ has been doing it with these guys longer so give me seattle minus point and a half i have more faith in him than i do captain kirk we'll just put it that way uh over under 55 and a half steve 
going to be a shootout. Both these offenses are potent. They've put up all points all year. The defenses, both both of these defenses have given up points. I'm hammering this over. Yeah, this is probably the easiest over under of the week. Uh, you got to hammer down on this one. This is going to be a 36-33 kind of game. One of these teams may score 40 points. So, All right, uh, Sunday night primetime game. we got the Green Bay Packers traveling to San Francisco to take on the Niners here, Steve. And Vegas has the Niners favored by three in this one. I, yeah, this was going to be my second upset of the week. Uh, the 49ers don't have their running backs. Um, man, Aaron Rodgers and them just got it going off the rip. And the way they did it, Connor, they didn't. Aaron Rodgers was just, just wasn't sitting back slinging the rock. Like they let Aaron Jones eat, man. That's what that offense is built around. Get Aaron Jones going, and then you can free up Devontae. So I really like where they have this. Uh, train headed the defense is concerning but um i i don't know what's going on with the 49ers man i'm just uh, it's just confusing to me like we're like all the running backs are hurt now and then they still haven't even tried to get brandon Ayuk involved and now george kittle is not involved in the, i don't know i'm not confident in what they're doing right now um but i expect that to change at some point but the fact that we haven't seen a change yet makes me a little concerned. So I actually like the, ham- the the hammers, the Packers here on a lean. Yeah, I like the Packers too, man. But that Packers defense is awful, man. That Packers defense is so bad, and that San Fran's defense is actually really good. It held, um, I mean, it held the Lions basically in check until garbage time, and then it only held the Eagles to what three points last week. I really like that San Francisco team. I don't trust putting the ball in the hands of Jimmy Garoppolo for the whole game. Like you said, their top four running backs, I think, are all injured. So I honestly have no idea who's running the ball for the Niners. I'm going to take the pack plus three as my upset of the week. Uh, I don't really feel too strong about this because I don't really like a lot of the dogs this week. Most of my bets are taking the favorites. Which isn't in line with this season because this season dogs have been running wild. I just see it stopping this week. Uh, Give me Green Bay plus three. I have a lot more faith in Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and Big Bob Tunyon looked pretty good last week too. I know it was against the Lions. I know. But I think them boys are going to keep it rolling. Jimmy G is going to have a hard time carrying that team by himself. Upset of the week, pack, take a money line. Uh, Steve, over under a 50 and a half. Uh, we have breaking news here in the uh, game. Christian McCaffrey's left the game with a hamstring injury and has already been ruled out. So, uh, not looking too good for Christian McCaffrey. Ooh, not looking good for my Carolina minus eight bet too. <laughs> They're up seven nothing in the second quarter. But uh, anyway, and they definitely uh, an easy over for me. I expect both these offenses to get going. That Green Bay defense hasn't been looking too good, but. Uh, I think they found their groove on their offense, and I think they can uh, outscore San Francisco this week. I'm going to lean the over. Uh, I'm not touching this. I got overwritten down to, but on a fade, I don't really know what's going to happen in this one, points-wise anyway. I think the Pack will win, but who knows by how many. Uh, let's see here. All right. Uh, last game getting to, we got the Monday night football game. We got the, uh, Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Jerry world to take on the Dallas Cowboys, Steve (laughs) and Vegas has Dallas favored by three and a half in this one. Yeah. I'm actually not going to touch this game. Uh, the, 
the Cowboys won on their defense last game. So, you know, that's kind of fluky. So that offense not getting going as much as we thought. And, um, you know, I really like the inflammation of uh, Tony Pollard. He's obviously has like a really nice role there. So I'm excited to see that. But, um, yeah, I don't know, Connor. This game's just a little too close for me. These two teams play each other tight all the time. So I think I'm just going to take the points with uh, Philly just because I think it'll be probably be a three-point game instead of four. That makes a lot of sense. One thing I noticed about this Dallas defense that it is a lot faster than in years past. They really get after the ball. I was surprised that they kept the Chargers in check last week because I hammered that over under, and that was only a 2017 game, so that was kind of uh, disappointing for you over betters, but uh, showed showed me quite a bit about that Dallas defense. Uh, I'm gonna take Dallas minus. Three and a half. Philly had trouble scoring against a good, fast defense last week. Well, here they face another one, and it's going to be in Dallas. And I do like the Dallas offense. They didn't seem to skip a beat last week, not having Michael Gallup. Now they got two very good options at running back, along with two very good options at tight end, and two phenomenal options at wide receivers. Man, I'm still really high in this Dallas Cowboys team. So I'm going to take a minus three and a half at home against Eagles in a hard-fought divisional game. And I'm actually very excited for this Monday Night Football game. Uh, Steve, over-under at 52. Ooh, 52 is a little too high for me, I think. Um, No, I kind of really like what I saw from that Cowboys defense last week. Although they did give up the points, the flags brought it back. But, um, you know, they kind of held it together a little bit. And I actually kind of like that Philly defense. Uh, I'm going to lean. I'm going to fade the under. I'm not going to touch it, but I expect this to be a lower scoring game. Yep, I faded the under too. These divisional matchups are always uh, brunt nose and run the ball. And I've, Philly's been using Miles Sanders a lot more than I thought they would this year. So kudos to them. And, I mean, Dallas, they got to get Zeke going here. Or I'll just get rid of him and start playing Pollard. So give me the under on a fade. And that is our week three predictions brought to you by Lock4Dub. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Pod. We're on a couple others, too. Uh, YouTube, of course. And uh, be sure to give us your lock of the week and answer that question. We are very excited to give away this Johnny Manziel helmet. It's pretty sick lid. And Steve, anything else you want to touch on before we get on out of here? No, we had uh, we had great reviews in week two, and we uh, we really appreciate it, guys. So we just want to say thank you one more time, and uh, we can't wait to get this one to you. And we can't wait to see you guys next week after you guys made a bunch of money. Thank you for listening to the Lock for Dub podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Lock for Dub, the place to beat, beat the bookie.